entry 118 podcast lunch table talk that is the name today i felt like recording and doing something totally different than i usually would do on my platform so you're gonna hear a lot of different opinions and i explain more after you listen to the intro Sometimes in life, you have to make some hard and rash decisions. This episode today, I'm going to cover a few things I've I've looked at in the news, and I've had a little time on my hands to read a little bit. That's why I titled this My Journey Entry 118. 118 stands for Season 1, Episode 18. But I want to actually share something with you that, that's kind of crazy, is that is... UAW strike is going to affect everyone if it hasn't already. Shout out to the people on the front line who are out there picketing. I honked my horn the other day at a few people to give my genuine support because I do support you guys. I'm in a union myself. Um, Teamsters Local 299 to be exact. The mere fact that you guys should have good health care more money, cost of living increase. I'm with you with that. And I believe the automakers want to make it right. But like I said before, I'm not going to get into all the demands, what I think is right, what is fair. Everybody, you you can read all the articles. You can go back and and see what you think is right. All I'm going to say is you want the most fair contract that's going to benefit you and your household. I'm pretty much sure that $500 a week is not going to cut it for you. For for others who aren't working for the big three, if you don't know the big three, which are GM, Ford, and Stellantis, a.k.a. Chrysler, if you need to make sure you don't know who Stellantis is, some people who barely are making less than $500 would take that $500 a week strike fund. And I don't even know if you're some people who who aren't on the strike line if they're unemployed, I don't know if they're even getting unemployment. So, like I said before, it's been a month. We've heard the we've heard the offers, we've seen the counter offers, we've seen the chess moves being made. But this is what I'm gonna say moving forward that should happen, at least in my opinion, should happen. There's a lot of intelligent people on both sides. You didn't get where you were at just because of dumb luck. You got some wits and, 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 and some intelligence. Go into a room, and I'm pretty much sure that's probably what they're doing. Stay in this room. Get room service, get food delivered, You know, bring you some clothes or whatever the case may be. And stop reporting to social media, stop reporting to the news until a deal is done. Because right now, there's so much information out here. Most people don't know which is right, which is wrong, which is the right type of information, what's misinformation. Just get into a room 
and just get it done. Come out with a fair contract that everyone can live with, where everybody walks away as a winner. After all, that is the culture now. We want everyone to win. Everyone gets a participation trophy, whether you play or you don't play. And I understand the union's point of view. They should get a nice piece of the pie because after all, without them, you don't make the profits. And I believe the big three want to make it right with the union workers. After all, they asked for some concessions and they gave them to y'all years back. All they're saying now is they want some of those back with interest. Figure out a way to make this work, y'all. Because after all, the holidays are coming around the corner. And trust and believe, there are people out here who are willing to do whatever it takes to make sure they have a great Thanksgiving and a good-ass Christmas. If you don't know what that means, keep dicking around and see what happens. That's just my two cents. On to the next topic. haven't heard Jada Pickett wrote a book it ship is out now but during her books uh tour of selling a book she let out a couple of juicy details such as they have been separated for a nice length of time she was shocked at Will's behavior and was hoping that he would be okay and her concern was his well-being you should have thought about that before you slept with that boy or wait a minute entanglement and then y'all discussed it and had him looking crazy on the show. Now, I'm not going to say it's all her because it's not because it takes two to tango. I don't know what Will has done. I don't know if he just neglected her or he just didn't love her the way that she wanted to be loved. Because I've read that somewhere that she, just, she didn't have the relationship. She's not having the relationship that she wants out of the marriage. You can go to any site and they'll tell you that. But I'm interested in reading this book on several occasions, or several situations, rather. The first one is, I would like to know at what point did she believe the relationship went left? I would like to know what inspires her to keep talking about a guy who's been gone for 27 years. He's not coming back. And why she didn't make the attempt to try to be with him instead of being with Will children are grown so you're not staying together because of that i'm hoping you're not staying together because of the money because i believe you know you you can still go out there and you've done a few projects you can still generate some money so that can't be it either but she said something i thought was very interesting she said me and will are family we love each other we're not going anywhere when I heard that statement, I'm also paraphrasing, that's not the actual quote. When I actually heard that statement, it made me think of one thing and one thing only. They're on the clock. They're saying they're trying to work it out, but y'all have been apart for seven years. I don't know how long it takes to work anything out because, like I said before, I've never been in a marriage. But I've been in plenty of relationships, and what my instincts tell me is, Somebody's waiting for one other person to walk away and just say, Dude, that's it. But after having several conversations with different people, including my girl and a couple people at work, 
these are some of the things I've kicked around and maybe the book will solve some of these questions. Like for one, there's a history that people have been in the same house but don't sleep in the same bed. And that is facts. I know a couple people that has happened to in my family, on my mother's side. Secondly, people can be together but not actually live together. So that's possible as well. Some people have said that I've been told to me they would like to get married, but they would like to live in separate houses. Like, why he can't just live in his house, which could be across the street? I live over here. We could just have a... I said, but I don't think that's how marriage is supposed to be. And another thing I, I would like for people to get out of it, or I want to get out of it, is I would like to know what was her thought of marriage. Don't get me wrong. I believe they're fighting for their... Their, their relationship, their, their marriage but to be honest with you what type of relationship do you guys want to have cause see there's a difference between being in love with someone and loving someone, I know I've been told this a million times <laughs> I'm just, if I had a dollar for that I'd probably be a millionaire but I've heard the phrase being in, in all seriousness I've heard, this, I've heard the, the phrase that says this I love you but I'm not in love with you. And it took me a while to figure that out. Like, how can you say a statement such as that, but yet still, you want me to feel comfortable with what you just told me? And what it boiled down to is this. They should have just told me they really care for me. They don't want, they, they care for me to the point where they do love me. They, do, they don't want nothing to happen to me. But the passion, the romantic, the to want to just be is not there. See, you can love an individual, and that part, the physical, the physical part, the passionate part, the romantic part, is not there. That is possible because you you love your family members, you love your brother, you love your mom, you love your dad, you love your cousins, you even have a best friend that you've been around. They become family. You love them as well. So the question you have to ask yourself is, I believe Will still loves her with a passion. The question is, does she still love him with a passion? I'll find out when I buy the book. So congratulations, Jada. You sold a book. I actually sold two copies of the book. So I'm going to buy one for me and my lady friend. And I'll give you a review on it once I get the opportunity to read it. Right now, I'm still reading Grant Hill's book. I'm going to dive back into Will's book. And then hopefully I'll get to yours. But once again, it's your journey. I'm going to pray that you guys do work it out. And if you don't, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But my question would be, why would you guys hide something from everyone? And then you just drop it like it's nothing. Like, oh, we've been separated from 2016. And... You know, everyone looking like 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 we knew. But once again, you're selling a book. Congratulations. Karan's gonna buy the book.
been a minute, but you know, the fellas on the text chain or the exchange we have, the group chat we have, um, my cousin Lawrence brought up a very unique thing or internet meme. It looks like it's from Bleach Report, and it's with Chauncey Billups, and it says this: "I beat the Lakers four one. He lost to the Lakers four one. He's an MVP, but I won Finals MVP." He lost twice in the first round in Denver. I elevated him to the conference final. How am I not a Hall of Famer? That's a very good question, Chauncey. Very good question. Your jersey's retired here in Detroit. Is it retired anywhere else? No. He was the top five pick in the 97 draft. He played for the Celtics. He went to, believe he went to, he, he went to, he went to Toronto. He, he, I know he went to Minnesota. I'm, if I missed the team, please help me out. Then he came to Detroit where his career was resurrected. He was a misfit, carried out, and then he got to Detroit and everything got rebuilt. Now, mind you, he started to gain traction a lot in Minnesota. Even Kevin Garnett had to lose him, but he knew he had to go to a better situation. He became a champion in 04. And he was one of the main reasons. And it hurt a lot of people when he left in 08 and got traded away for Allen Iverson. But Allen Iverson's a Hall of Famer, and he's not. You know, of course, you know, a lot of the cousins, they, you know, they're all Detroit Piston. They bleed Piston red, white, and blue. I get it. I respect it. But not all good players go to the Hall of Fame. Some players are good enough that they're just good. They're just not Hall of Fame. We all have expressed that. But of course, my cousin Thomas had to throw the little quick jab in, and this is what he said. Facts. But the Hall of Fame is based off economic impact. Also, the NBA does not like him, unfortunately. Rasheed Wallace spoke about that recently. The Hall of Fame. He also said the same as Kyrie Irving, not being on like being part of the 75 greatest players in the history of the league. He told me, Karan, I dare you. I responded by basically saying this. Several laughing emojis before T Mac? No. Dame Lillard? No. <laughs> and that's where the fight or the, the argument started. Because now it was about Kyrie Irving versus Dame Lillard. And I'll be the first one to tell y'all. Kyrie has some of the best handles that we've ever seen. We may say he's the best guy that can pat the ball and, and make a shot close in. But I believe Dame Lillard is a better player. I just do. Dame plays in Portland. Kyrie got drafted to Cleveland. Both players have won rookie of the year. They was all rookie first teams. And here's the, here's the killer part. They both won three-point contests. They've been all-stars. Kyrie just happened to have a championship ring. Also played in the Olympics. Played in the World Cup, FIBA World Cup, and was the FIBA World Cup MVP. 
Dame Lillard played in the Olympics, the last one in 2020, and he won a gold medal. But once again, Dame has played in Portland. Kyrie's played in Cleveland. Not just Cleveland. He's played in Boston. He's played in Brooklyn. Now he's in Dallas. But who has he played with? This is who he's played with. Kyrie's played with LeBron and Kevin Love. Then got traded and played with a young Jason Tatum and a young Jalen Brown. Oh, he left there as a free agent, went to Brooklyn, and brought his best friend. Oh, y'all know him. His name is Kevin Durant. Then they found a way to get James Harden over there. Oh, by the way, he got traded He got traded away from Brooklyn, and now he plays with Luka. I'm out of hands on how many Hall of, future Hall of Famers he's played with. Who's Dane played with? Just CJ. I don't know if CJ make the Hall of Fame, but it's played with CJ. You can name anybody else. I, 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 you know, right now I'm just thinking he's he's only played with CJ. Who else has he played with? So my question would be this, and I and I said it. I said if, if Dane played on Cleveland instead of Kyrie, I think Cleveland wins more championships. He said, "Oh, I only deal with the facts. These are the facts." Kyrie's not a leader. Kyrie's a great player that knows he, he has skills. He can do a lot of things, but he's not reliable. He's not reliable. My eye test tells me Dame's reliable. Dame's not afraid of the moment. Dame's his own man. Kyrie has never been his own man. And what I mean by his own man that means you're accountable for your actions. You want the ball. Kyrie, all he had to do was just sit there and, 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 and play the Kobe Bryant role, but I guess he, he played his card one time too soon. See, in Kobe's case, he had an aging star who kept falling apart in Shaq. LeBron's not falling apart. You just want more pub than LeBron. You never was going to get it because he's going to always be there. So the rules should apply to Kyrie as well because you ever won a title without LeBron. LeBron's won one without you. So KD and Kyrie are in the same boat. They're not going to get a title this year because Dame has now been traded to Milwaukee. And I believe Milwaukee's going to take the whole thing. He finally gets to play with somebody who's a Hall of Famer. And Giannis. A bona fide superstar. A bona fide MVP player. And now we're going to find out if they if they win a championship or two, then I'll stand on what I said. If they don't win anything at all, I'll be like, you know what? Dang, I still would take Dame over Kyrie. But I will agree that Kyrie is a little bit better because he won the chip. See, the chip matters. Even though some people may think it doesn't, it matters. But I do agree that Kyrie should have been considered for 75. But you know what's funny? The 75 list has 76 players. 
Russell Russell Westbrook was tied with someone. That's why there's 76. So the mere fact that Kyrie Irving didn't make the cut, that's very interesting. I'm just wondering if they get to 100, would he make that cut? That's the interesting question. by saying this I love my family this is another individual that I I love so hardly so dearly just like my cousin Thomas my cousin Mike we all have vast differences of opinion I love them I have another cousin this is on my mom's side and me and Buster go way back he's like the big brother that he's like another big brother let me just put it to you like that he's just another big brother but sometimes he can push my buttons. And I'm pretty much sure I've pushed everyone else's buttons as well. So it's a mutual, it's a mutual love, I'm gonna get on your nerves type situation. His comment yesterday I felt was out of bounds. And that maybe that's just me because I do love the Lions. I do support the Lions this year because they're doing good this year. He said this, the Lions know how it's felt when Martin ran his effing mouth after the exhibition and had the nerve to trash talk Tommy Hearns. Ain't nobody come to see no Lions, Otis. If you don't know what that means, that's the situation where Martin had, it was an episode of Martin where he was in an exhibition fight and he basically won, but he was at the after party and he was talking trash to Tommy Hearns because Tommy Hearns was disrespecting him in front of his woman. What happened yesterday on October 22nd, the Ravens just showed they were a superior team and they they just couldn't stop them. Just couldn't. That happens in football. When I last checked, the the Miami Dolphins put 70 points on somebody. I didn't hear him say anything then, I don't think. I can go back and look. But I told him, like, you still don't understand. And he wrote a nice long soliloquy text because that's just what he does. I told him to worry about the Steelers. The Lions, the Lions are fine. Everyone has a bad game. He just said, my squad on point. We beat the Ravens already. Not my fault. Your bums got Super Bowl blindness after six weeks. Now, I'm going to tell you right then and there. I didn't read the rest of it because I didn't need to. And here's why I didn't need to read the rest of it. Because everyone knows after a certain week, they start talking about people who could be contenders for the Super Bowl. It wasn't like they went out there and said, we're contenders for the Super Bowl. Everyone else said that. So why are you laughing and joking and pointing? Oh, I told you they were some frauds. They were some frauds. Really? Do me a favor. When the last time the Steelers won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I know they got six of them, but when was the last time they won one? It was against the Cardinals, and I remember that one because they almost lost that one. If it wasn't for a catch that was so miraculous, it's a once in a million opportunity for someone to do that catch again. But I understand that football is inches and and, and horses between grenades and horseshoes. 
You can lose by an inch. You can win by an inch. The Lions are making their proper steps. So what I said, you still don't understand, cousin. This is what I mean by that. The foundation for Pittsburgh was long set before you even came into this world. For the for the most part. Or you know what? Change that. The foundation of the Steelers was set in the 70s. That same standard of excellence has been there for the last 50 years. The Lions have been in purgatory for the last 30 some odd years. They've made the playoffs. And you know what you'll say? They could have kept Jim Caldwell. No, they couldn't keep Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell only got them to the playoffs. You want to go further than that. And after they got rid of Jim Caldwell, they realized that was not it neither. So they decided that, you know what? When you think of the Detroit Lions, what do you really think of? That was the question. They now have provided an answer. They decided that it was time to build a culture. It was time to have the right people in place to make those decisions. And I think they've done a wonderful job. There's going to be growing pains until you win a championship. See, it's not about always acquiring the best talent. Because you can have the best talent and do nothing with it. We've seen that happen on numerous occasions. Remember the, 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 remember the New England Patriots that went undefeated in the season? They lost to the New York football Giants. That's a great collection of talent. They didn't win. I know that's one year, but I, that's just to state my point. The Lions are on the come up. And while you're on the come up, you're going to get some setbacks. After, yes, after this week's football game, I want to see what they do moving forward. This is going to show whether or not what they've built can sustain a humiliating loss such as that. Now, if they go the rest of the season, they do nothing else, then you know what? You're right. It's the same old Lions. But what if they do win their division like they're supposed to? What if they make a run to get to the Super Bowl? That's the what if part. And yeah, dreams are great. But here's the funny thing, cousin. You can't kill a dream because I can I can kill my dreams. You can't kill my dreams. So continue to root for those sorry-ass Steelers. Yeah, they're foreign too. But are they going to win their division? I don't think so. Because they still got to go against Baltimore one more time. And oh yeah, I think Joe Burrow and them have found their mojo. So I think I'd be scared of them too. And oh, by the way, Cleveland ain't forgotten either. So it's still young in the season. You still got 11 more games to go. Let's see what happens at the end of the season. Now, I'm not a person who likes to go out on limb and just laugh. I, I just humbly just go about my thing. But you know damn well, if the Steelers don't win their division, the Steelers don't get into the playoffs, you're going to get a phone call from me. I love you, big brother. That's why I feel about the situation with the Lions and, and what you did yesterday on social media. That's just my two cents. You're entitled to respond back. Hell, you can even come on the show. We'll debate it. I got no problem with that. But I do know this. I applaud that you are a very, very strong fan for your squad. But here's the thing. The Lions aren't my squad. 
there are teams that I love that I root for. That's the difference between me and you. Once again, that's just my two cents. As, a, as we close out this episode, I'm just sitting here thinking about what do I have coming up in the next couple of months? After all, the holidays are just around the corner. And this is a weird time, especially if you work in the automotive industry, because you want to say that Thanksgiving is going to be good. You're going to say Christmas is going to be even better. You want to be able to say I better get most of my shopping done on Black Friday, but you just don't know. Like I said before, I hope that everyone does go into that room and that they come out with the best contract for both sides. I hope that Will and Jada Pickett do find some type of happy meeting within their relationship. Because after all, it is their relationship. Whether they stay together or they don't, as long as they're happy, that's all that really should really matter. And the one thing I can say about my family is, is that we're all all pretty intelligent when it comes to sports. We may have different point of views, but here's the one thing I will say to all of you. You may not believe it or not, but I respect your point of view. I may not agree with it, but I do respect it. And I just hope in the end you respect mine. I love you guys. And that's it for today's episode. If you have any questions, or any concerns, or eh, not really concerns, but any comments you want to leave, please leave them. And if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. Until the next time, peace.